Welcome to the Boys from Oklahoma Red Dirt Podcast, hosted by Jason Barler, J.J. Vance, and Kyle Perry. Welcome to the Boys from Oklahoma Red Dirt Podcast. I'm Jason Barler. I'm JJ Vance. And I'm Kyle Perry. Well, guys, we're uh, back at it again. Yeah. Our time, time our time between shows is getting shorter and shorter, so we're doing something right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've been extremely busy uh, with work, and I know, uh, Jason, you've been busy too. New jobs, all, all sorts of stuff. Kyle's been busy getting our, our show lined up that we're going to here. Yes, this, week, this weekend, actually. Yeah. Yeah. This weekend. It's coming on us fast. Anyways, before we get started, I wanted to talk a little bit about our sponsors. We actually have four sponsors. We have uh, Red Dirt Relief Fund that we play a promo for at all of our shows, and we'll talk more about them a little later on in the show because they have actually the Gypsy Cafe show is coming up on us here pretty quick. Um, then we have my two companies, which is Ridge Runner Roofing. We do all kinds of residential roofing all over the state of Oklahoma, West Texas, North Texas. Uh, we specialize in metal, but we do everything residentially. Also have a, a gutter company, Rubber Duck Gutter Company. Um, you can get a hold of us online, on Facebook, any of those. And then also, I want to talk about Legends. Legends is a, a, a venue that is not yet open. Fred, the owner, Fred McNatt, is still working on it. Uh, I actually stopped by there today. It's getting there. He's getting very really close. close. This place is going to be one of the nicest places for live music in the state of Oklahoma. Not just southwest Oklahoma. I'm telling you, this place is bad to the bone. Whenever he gets it open and the way he's going to do it, it's going to be not, like nothing you see around here anywhere. You see it some in Texas, but it's going to be a great venue for Red Dirt, Rock. I think that he's got like coming up April 27th. If he meets his deadline, is uh, Blackstone Cherry, which is a rock band, but they're going to start. Yes, it. and I'm going rock here, but Aaron. And we got invited to that show too. I want to go. Aaron Jones is this black kid, and he looks like Bruno Mars. Uh huh. But he plays guitar and sounds a little bit like Lenny Kravitz. He, oh yeah, awesome. That's uh-huh. the reason I want to go to that show. Yeah, Aaron Jones. Yeah, yeah. he's opening. Yeah, that show. That, that's gonna be a good show. Uh, but anyways, this venue. If you live anywhere like in Oklahoma City. You're literally 45 minutes, jump on I-44, go down the highway, get off on the second exit in Chickasha, and it's literally just a few miles, few blocks north of there. Or if you're coming from Wichita Falls, maybe about an hour and a half, something like that, to Chickasha from Wichita Falls, straight up I-44. Anyways, it's coming into April, and then he's got, he'll have a month, and then he's got somebody booked in June. I can't remember who he told me it was. Maybe, uh, I hate to say it because I don't know. I want to say somebody like Texas Hippie Coalition or somebody like that. I know he's got the Lax coming. He's got... He's got Buck Cherry coming. Buck Cherry is coming. A, that might be it. A Buck good Cherry. friend of mine uh, not, uh, is leasing her Nine Left Dead. Buck Cherry, and, uh, he's going to have at the they're outside op- they're venue. opening, yeah. He's going to have that one at the outside venue. Uh, but he's got, uh, I don't know. He's got a bunch on his list. And today I gave him, uh, this show we're doing the uh, them Dirty Roses interview. Yes. Um, 
And I actually talked to Fred, and he's going to reach out to them and try to get them here in Chickasha. Hell yeah. Because it's, it just fits his budget. It, they'll fit his budget perfect and everything. That's a really good up-and-coming band. We'll listen to some of their music later on in the show. Uh, but anyways, without further ado, we'll, I guess we'll go ahead and start the show with a top ten list at the Texas Regional, Regional Radio Report. At number ten, The Cowboy He Will Be by Ariel Hutchins. We've seen her last year at the Fresh Faces. Yep. Uh, number nine, When You Roll That Way by Case Harden. Number eight, Remember You by Caitlin Kohler. She was there last year, too. Yes, yeah, she was. Um, number seven, If You Want It That Much by Cody Cannon and The, and the Departed. Uh, number six, Wild Horses by Kim Foe featuring Terry McBride. Yeah. Uh, number five, Getting By by Flatland Calvary. Number four, What's Your Drinking Song by Kyle Park. Damn. Number three, The Man in the Neon Moon by Jamie Richards. Uh, number two, Too Much Texas by David Adam Burns. He was at that. We He sat like right by us too last year, didn't he? Or yeah. we met him. I yes. met him. I think we got his single last year. Was it his single that somebody was giving away? Anyway, it, it don't matter. It might have been. Number one, Built Different by Casey Donahue. <laughs> Fort Worth kid. Or at least that's what I know him as. Yeah. Uh, and anyways, that's that's kind of the, uh, the top ten for this week. Kyle, do you got any shows coming up? Shows coming up? I really don't, other than uh, Calf Fry. The 30th anniversary of the Calf Fry was within 40 days or something like that. It, it's the, it's coming up quick. Uh, again, we did the lineup, I think, last time we were on here. Uh, but uh, Zach Bryan's headlining the Thursday night, and then they got a couple. Uh, I was a little disappointed in the uh, other two nights because they got mainstream country boys to play there instead of the red red dirt guys that started it should be a part of it but, yeah i know but i understand there's other things involved but uh i'm not i'm not mad at them i'm just i think we could have done a better job setting up the lineup <laughs> but we'll, we'll let we'll go discuss it with them when we get the chance i guess <laughs> so uh i do have one uh there is and you can go to the the website i don't know Willie Nelson is doing this thing called Outlaw Fest, but it's a traveling festival. So he literally is going to different... It's like a tour, like mm-hmm. a festival tour. And he has like tons of people he's touring with. It's just they're different at different venues. So he's going to be with... And this is all over the United States. This isn't just regional thing this is all over the united states you'll just have to go to outlaw outlaw music festival and see but he's got people like chris stapleton uh, uh nathaniel ratcliffe from the night sweats uh, jason isabel billy strings zz top brothers osborne government mule zach bryan steve earl uh charlie crockett just all just all types of people just depending on what where it's at mm-hmm but anyways, that's a show I have, and 
Jason, I think you want to talk a little bit about our show coming up. We have been graced with media passes for the Gypsy Cafe, the Bob Children's Gypsy Cafe, which is on April 27th. So, and they just released the lineup to this. A lot of good yeah. names. I'm not going to name them all. There's probably like 75 names here. Um, but Mike McClure and Kyle, yeah. you got some news about Mike McClure, don't yes. you? Here in a minute. Caitlin Butts, um, Mike Hosty, Carter Sampson, Corey White, Dylan Stewart, Buffalo Rogers. Yeah, there's a bunch of them. I've seen that. Yeah, so, um, but they also released something about the night before on the 26th. They're doing a kickoff party. Um, with uh, Johnny Thomas Band and Chance of the Takers. It's a free show. Yeah. The night before. And we've interviewed Chance. Uh, Chance. Yeah. And so um, tickets are on sale. Um, Red Dirt Relief Fund is hosting this year. So it's going to be a pretty big deal. Yeah. And I know like Cotton Fest is coming up around the corner. Uh, man, there's a bunch of them. I've just seen numerous shows releases the concerts are just all over the place yeah they're, they're you can't just, there's not enough time to go to every you just have concert. To, whatever your local venue is look there's gonna be a red dirt guy somewhere close right around you i do have some news this is different news this is some nashville news so uh the 2022 country music hall of fame uh picks and predictions have come out so basically they, they're telling you who is eligible to be nominated. Who do y'all think? I'm going to give you a list. Who do you think should be nominated? Because I think they only do one a year. Or they only done one last year, I know. Um, but of these names, tell me who y'all think. Uh, no. Yeah. So you got like Dwight Yoakam, Trisha Yearwood, Keith Whitley, Martina McBride. Clint Black, Travis Tritt, Kenny Chesney, Shania Twain. And then you have other ones like Steve Warner, Toby Keith, Tim McGraw. They're eligible, but just barely. I feel like Keith Whitley because he should have been in there a long time ago. But if if they still hang on to you, wasn't alive long enough, then you got to go Dwight Yoakam, I think. Yeah. Just for longevity. That's what I was thinking. I was thinking, I could even know Keith Whitley wasn't in there. And maybe I was reading that wrong. I kind of skimmed through that. But I know he's not in there because it's been a big controversy. His motorcycle's in there, but he's yeah, not. He's cause... not. Okay, I got you. Uh, and then, of course, Steve Warner will be in there eventually. He's a phenomenal songwriter. But and if you want, if you like, a lot of those people will be in there eventually. But yeah, those if, two I think are on the top. Should be on the top of the list. Oh yeah, definitely. If you like to read, there's an article, a good article on uh, saving country music about Randall King's. Uh, new album they did a review on it it's really good they compare him to people like george Strait and alan jackson's 90s country style and which is fits him very well and jamie johnson just got invited to be a member of the grand Ole opera i saw that story finally yeah proud of him man yeah uh i don't know what happened there something something happened there and I, the, I told, I think I mentioned this before. Something about in order to be see, because George Strait has never been a you member. Have to live. No, it's not. You not have to live. live. You have to at least play there one time a year. I think is the way it is. You have it's, to play the Grand Ole Opry. You at have least to be associated with that. Yeah. In some yeah. way, shape, or form. Yeah, because I know George Strait. I don't think he's ever been a member. <laughs> uh, Mike yep. and the Moon Pies got a new drummer. Uh, 
if y'all keep up with Mike and the Moon Pies. Mm-hmm. I did. Yeah. I seen that on Facebook. Uh, Dolly Parton got inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and uh, of course, she turned it down. But she's talking about possibly doing a rock and roll record that she's always dreamt yeah. of doing. She just released one. To be fair, she's influenced more <laughs> rock stars than most rock stars. To be fair. Oh, <laughs> to be fair. While I'm at that, the other day, uh, my Adra, Cussworthy segment coming up, uh, she was telling me about Dolly Parton's. So out in yes. out in Tennessee, there's if you don't know this, most people know this. Dolly Parton has an amusement park called Dollywood. Okay, well, her employees now all employees from day one, part time, part time, seasonal, seasonal full time doesn't matter are eligible to go to college for free, all the way as long as free tuition. Free tuition she pays for it all. Heck yeah. That's awesome. I thought that was pretty amazing. If that isn't an incentive to go to work somewhere, I mean, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, also, 50 years ago this month, Ronald Reagan pardoned Merle Haggard. Hey. <laughs> Best movie made as a president right there. I mean, there, there's, there's a lot of cool cool out there. Uh, Ned Ledoux, just, he had an album, just released an album not too long ago. Uh, I know there was one more I wanted to get on into here. There's a big deal too. I don't know how much this really isn't us, but Na- Nashville country more. But there's a big deal going on right now because Ernest Tubbs Record Shop is like on the brink of foreclosure, which is on Radio Row out there in mm-hmm. Nashville. It's downtown, down from it, downtown, and uh, uh. Anyways, it's like they're they're discussing of who should buy it or should it be saved or what. It's like an icon in Nashville. The fucking city of Nashville should buy it. Right, turn it into a museum or definitely. Something. Which which for record stores like that, Chief Records, that's in the Fort Worth Stockyards, was once in Tennessee and they had to rescue it and bring it to the Fort Worth Stockyards. Uh, my buddy Mike Underwood owns it and uh, he. Does a lot for the Texas music scene and, and himself, and not only keeping that that historic Chief Records alive, but yeah, he helped. And it's weird rescue with, it. It's weird with as big as vinyl is now, and getting that places like that are are closing down. Yeah. Anyway, and then I just wound it yesterday. <laughs> Hold on. It's midnight. <laughs> All right, we're good for 15 minutes. <laughs> uh, Willie Nelson's little sister passed away, Bobby. Uh, I don't know if anybody, I know millions of people have seen him in concert over the last however many years he's been doing it. Centuries. Bobby mm-hmm. had, was his piano player for ever. Mm-hmm. I seen him in concert at uh, Riverwind Casino in Norman, and she was an amazing piano player. Um, anyways, she passed away. Uh, my mom also passed away a few weeks ago. Sadly, she listened to my podcast, so that kind of she like she liked to listen to me on the radio when I used to call the uh, the Anadarko football games. Mm-hmm. She used to listen to me all the time on that. She said you did a good job, or she'd tell me you did good, or you did bad, or you messed up here, <laughs> or whatever. So you know, kind of being a mother. Yeah. But she'll be missed and remembered. Uh, let's see. Anything else? 
Hank Williams Jr. announced tour dates. Go to his website. That's pretty much all my news. Kyle, you got news. I know you got I've a lot got, of news. I've got some news. I've got some news. I'm going to bring this one up first. Uh, I don't know if you guys out there have been paying attention to this, but Ray Wiley Hubbard has released at least seven songs with videos within the last couple months. And I think he's hitting bucket list right now because he did a, a song with John Five and Lizzie Hale called Naturally Wild that's actually really damn good. You guys go out there. Anything Ray does is amazing, yes. but he's getting these other artists in here with him. I never would have thought he'd team up with heavy metal people like this, mm-hmm. but he did, and it sounds great. He did another one, uh, Stone Blind Horses with Willie Nelson, yeah. which, again, is also amazing. You put two, two legends in there, and that goes great. And then he's, I'm not going to name all of them, but another one called Fancy Boys, which features Hayes Carl. I haven't got a chance to listen to that yet, but Hayes is one of my favorite people. And they've duetted before. They they are basically the same person Uh when it comes to writing, just one's a little younger than the other. But uh, he's got so many new things coming out. I think we need to pay attention to this because I don't think he's releasing an album, but he's releasing an album worth, albums worth of songs separately. So uh, I think, like I said, I think he's hitting bucket list, and uh, I don't know. He he may be wa- wondering if he he might be stopping or something coming up. I hope not. I'm not saying he is, but something to look into. He's like a, a modern closer. day. I don't know if he'd call it modern or not, but he's like Woody Guthrie kind of. Definitely, definitely singer songwriter. He, he's he with this. He's showing you his influences because this people these people wouldn't just say yeah I'll be on a record with you just to be on a record with him. Yeah. They, they know who he is. And I don't know if you know this. I just want to ad lib here that your boy released his uh, video the other day. Did you see that I Baker see Hotel? That. I did see that. That, that video will probably win video of the year that, next year. That that album is coming out. I saw his. Uh, he said the ghost. His ghost. That's uh, William Clark Green. William Clark know. Green. He said his ghost is living on the 14th floor of the Baker Hotel, waiting for it to release. So he's excited. Uh, Bree Bagwell, I think, just got out of the studio, so she's yeah. Doing some work there. The Great Divide has also, I I, I can't confirm because I can't find the post, but I saw it the other day that they have finished recording. And mm-hmm. so uh, that's that's the next thing to come out. They've got tour dates coming up. That'll be, they're already posting some of those things. Uh, I think Ray's going to be at Kane's this in July. Him and oh, Kelly, yeah. Kelly McLeese doing the thing there. So. Uh, I know that's a little further down the road. I didn't want to bring it up during those dates. Yeah. It's more news than tour dates. But uh, we got that going on. And then uh, we've also got the, uh, well, TRRR Awards and Fresh Faces show coming up this Sunday and Monday. And uh, it is the 12th annual. And uh, the awards are actually off by a year because they had to miss one due to COVID. But uh, they made one up. Do during uh doing a virtual one and then last year yeah, was the first right. time back and so we're actually on it will be at their eleventh award but it's their twelfth yeah. annual show so it's interesting that way but it actually it works out but yeah. uh, they 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 got the uh, the lineup for the uh, future faces show which will be uh, Sunday evening in Arlington and I'll name a couple names. But uh, they've got artists such as Kate Watson, Hunter Thomas, Cynthia Roche, Caden Gillard, Allura Leonard, 
Joe King, Taylor Dunn, Brian Winfield, Melissa Brooke, and Joe John Hope. Sorry, John. And uh, they'll have a few more out there, I'm sure. There's this is where everybody kind of comes together to mingle before before the show before things get crazy. And then uh, Monday night will be the award show in the same venue, but downstairs in the main hall. So. Have they released the uh, the main show lineup for like live acts? I don't think they have. Oh really? I haven't seen anything for that. Uh, no, I don't see any lineup for that. I've got some other thing up there for that. They've got everything else scheduled. I don't know. Maybe it's going to be a surprise. I don't know. It was kind of a surprise last year. Mm-hmm. And uh, but there will be they'll have special guests and stuff this year, like they did last year. And we're all going to be there this year and going to get to do some uh, cool stuff. So. And I hadn't heard the lineup yet, but my good friend, you guys have met him, Rooster, is Hunter Thomas's band manager. Awesome. So he's going to be there, so we'll get to hang out with Rooster and Hunter Thomas. Yeah. So that would be cool that we get to hang out with. I'll message him later. But uh, Yeah, he might not be there. Uh, Rooster? Yeah. Oh, he'll be there. Jay so. mentioned that a couple of the girls that are on the – on the uh, yeah, Ariel on Hutchins, the top yeah. ten list right now are were actually fre- future faces last yeah. year, so it's cool that they're getting noticed. Yeah, and we've seen a bunch there last year. Like we've seen uh, Chad Cook was there. Some of the ones that didn't perform, Chad Cook was there. George Navarro was there. Yes. Uh, Hell, uh, Matt we, Matt Castillo was there. Matt was amazing. Matt's uh, always amazing. Uh, who else was there? there? Was quite a few of them there. State Line Band was there. Yeah. Uh, uh we uh we got to we met uh joe Jenny king Dale, was there joe king year. was there we met jenny dale lord yeah jenny dale lord and was there. uh kylie kylie fry, fry was, was there. there like mm-hmm. i don't know it was a good time but can we just take a minute to talk about the best part of that award show <laughs> last year was randy rogers toasting the shit out of Wade Bowen. They won so many awards for their album they did together. And Wade was apparently playing in a golf tournament for charity somewhere. And Randy just fucking roasted him. Yeah, he was like, I guess I should say, well, we'll just say that Randy was a little inebriated. Yes. And when he got his last award, he was wearing a, a cowboy shirt, you know, Western shirt. And it had little different colored guitars on it. And he looked down at the, from the podium at his shirt and he said, and he said it kind of under his breath, but it picked up on the mic. He said, guitar. He said, why Bone can't play a fucking guitar to save his life? <laughs> <laughs> now, he might not have used the F word, but he did say, I think he did, though. I'm pretty sure he did. That's awesome. But so I just messaged Rooster and he said, yes, he'll be there. And Hunter Thomas is doing an acoustic set. Okay, cool. So, ask him if we can get an interview. <laughs> Serious. <laughs> We're going to try to get an interview with Hunter after yeah. the show. Uh, All right, I'm doing it right now. All right, Mr. Manager. Get. Uh, anyways, manager. besides that, we can keep going. He'll edit yeah, this. Yeah, we, we've got uh talk about uh, Parker McCollum. Parker yeah. has been all over the world recently. Yes. Doing things for the Texas scene through mainstream avenues. But uh, he recently won an ACM award for New Male Vocalist of the Year. Yes. And then uh, he he gets to headline Larry Joe Taylor Festival, which is huge for anybody. Mm-hmm. And then he got to headline the Houston Rodeo a couple weekends ago, which is huge for anybody once again. 
And uh, well, just, I, I'll put it this way about Parker's ascent in country music. I just talk, I remember earlier I was talking about how I met with Fred right. at Legends, and we were talking about how much bands cost to right. come in. And I know it goes through it goes through promoters, and then it, it'll go through booking agencies. Mm-hmm. So, sorry, I'm talking out loud. You're interrupting our show. <laughs> I do. So, <laughs> sorry. I'm gonna throw something at you. Anyways, uh, so continue. I told, I said earlier that I went down and talked to Fred at Legends, and I was just asking him. We we were talking about Parker, uh, and I was asking him about how much bands cost. And I already know, you know, a lot of the bands. Like if you went and asked them personally, they don't even know right. because they have promoters and booking agencies, and then everything goes through the booking agency. And it basically from the booking agency, it, it just kind of increases by the number of hits. Or number of tickets sold, the, mm-hmm. their price increases. So the first time he called about Parker years ago, he never had Parker. Mm-hmm. Called about him years ago. Parker had already kind of ascended in the Texas scene a little bit at this time. He was this was when uh, oh that first big hit on his first album, uh, uh, Head Above Water. Yes, Head Above Water. He was he called him as like eight grand to get Parker McCollum right. to play a show. Okay, then he did it like a year later. And it was like twenty or twenty five thousand to get Parker. I he said last year he tried to get Parker. Mm-hmm. It was a hundred thousand dollars to get Shit. Parker. He said this year he just talked to Red Eleven. Mm-hmm. Red Eleven still you still books Parker some. He's got like two or three booking agencies, but right. Red Eleven still does it. So he was asking about different bands, and he just happened to ask them. So what would Parker run now? $250,000. That's huge. <laughs> to get Parker. Turnpike's 100000 Right. And that's just because they just came back. And he said that's going to go way out for oh, a portion. Yeah. That'll go up there where Parker's at. The other side of that, great for Parker, man. But you get people like the <laughs> album that you just pulled out, like Bolin. And I really shouldn't say, but, you know, for a venue, Bolin's going to cost somewhere between about eight and $15,000. Right. Cody's going to be in that same range. So you're you're talking. So now you know what these venues have to pay these artists in order to get them in there. And n- not saying that the artist sees they see a very small percentage of that at the end because you got tour, uh, you know, gas isn't cheap right now. Right. If anything, and and tour buses take a lot yeah, to fill up. They make their money on on album sales, actual hard album sales, mm-hmm. actual hard album sales that you. You can get on like Apple Music where yes. you can get straight buy it, uh, or uh, merchandise. Mm-hmm. They make they make good money on that stuff. So go to shows and buy that stuff because that's where now Parker and them guys they're not hurting. They're right. making good money. The uh, <laughs> the the Bowling and Cody thing is also they don't have the booking agencies they're going through themselves, but still yeah. they're having to pay everybody else involved. Yeah. And so yeah. they don't have the big overhead, but they still have yeah. an overhead. Yeah. No, but you're wrong. Cody and Jason are both with Red 11. Too. Are they both with Red 11? Cole Wetzel's still with Red 11. I know he was with them. I, yeah. They're, they got all the way down to like, they get, that booking agency goes all the way down to like the acts like like $1.98. It would okay. be like $1,500 okay. or $2,000 or whatever to book a band yeah they they got a wide spectrum they got like jimmy buffett is one of theirs i mean (laughs) they got a wide spectrum and it's not just they have like rappers and all that stuff oh they got different things but they also have offices in nashville and Mm -hmm. in texas okay so anyways uh 
And then any any more new any more. I don't have news? a whole lot anymore, but uh, we've. Jason, do you have any news? No, <laughs> I wish I did. Uh, I just scored us a Hunter Thomas interview. Hell yeah! Okay, cool. So that's the only good news. But well, there's other good news, but that's. We get to see some really cool stuff this weekend. Yes, we yeah, do. And we had an amazing interview with them Dirty Roses, too. We did it a few weeks ago, but we just now was able to get together and do the show. Kyle's so. going to have to be our designated driver this weekend. <laughs> we'll try to get a room close to, cause close to <laughs> the Arlington Stadium. I mean, literally, we're going down there where we're going for the show. Is that Arlington Live? Isn't that what it's called? It's, Arlington? it's Texas Live in Texas Arlington. Live. I've been saying Arlington Live this whole Texas time. Texas Live. Yeah. And what it is, is it's a, it's a, like a bar club at right outside of the Rangers Stadium. And if you've ever been down there, I mean, the Cowboys Stadium's there. Everything's right there. Right. Do y'all want to hear the cussworthy segment? Of course. Something cussworthy. Adra, step up to the mic. I'll get up out of the way. I guess. I got to adjust the volume control because she's a lot louder than you. <laughs> <laughs> Adra. Yes. Do you have something cussworthy? I do, but on a side note, talking about Kyle's going to be the uh, designated driver, I just, give me a second to make a note to myself to make sure Jay's life insurance policy is paid up. Because <laughs> I've heard about Kyle's driving and I have not heard I have not heard good reviews. I haven't killed anybody. Well, it's a good thing you're not an Uber. You that have, he knows about. That you know about. Yeah. Okay, so something cussworthy. Okay, so we're getting into... We've been in concert season, but now it's getting spring and summer. There's going to be festivals. Let's talk about etiquette at concerts and music festivals. Now, I understand there's alcohol involved, and you're excited to be there, and you're with your friends, and you're wearing your $200 jeans with sequins on the pockets and drinking fucking seltzers and woohoo! Okay. Don't be a dick. If you're seven and a half foot fucking tall wearing a three foot tall fucking cowboy hat, don't try to move in front of the girl that's four foot three just trying to see the show. That's a dick move. That happened to me at Medicine Stone every fucking year. I was just trying to get up there to see fucking Jason Bowen and had this big tall motherfucker like built like a goddamn shit brick house. So... I gotta interrupt your customary segment. No. Is the girl four foot three tall or four foot three wide? <laughs> because if she's four foot three tall, the tall cowboy can take his cat off and put her on on. on her oh, shoulders. okay. Well, that's just shitty. I was talking tall. Okay. <laughs> okay. I mean, rude. Well, you cuss about stuff. Why can't I? Because we're not here to talk about your ex-wife. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Great one. I love it. Anyway, okay, and there's people, but like, I've been at festivals, we all have, everybody goes to the front of the, tries to get as close as they can to the front. When people are vying to get up there to the front, they want to hear the music. They want to see the band, they want to see the singers. They don't want to hear you talk about the girl you nailed in the back of your pickup in ninth grade, loud as shit, ha ha ha, she da 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 Don't be a dick, either watch the fucking music or take your ass to the back of the fucking venue. Easy as that. Is that not the worst thing when you're trying to damn good show going on and you've got like a couple of douchebags over here 
talking stupid shit, just mm-hmm. being loud and drunk, which is fine. Take it to the fucking back. Um, don't get handsy with women. I just had to deal with a situation like this. Not with me personally, because I'll nut punch a motherfucker. But don't touch women. If you're walking by them, don't grab their waist and try to squish by them. Just a simple, hey, excuse me. Because that's just pervy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and if you're at a show or a concert and you hear it at somebody's birthday, buy them a beer. Buy them a drink. Heads up, I will be at um, Cotton Fest in Lubbock on April 22nd, which is my birthday. So if any of y'all motherfuckers are there, look for me, the loud fucking redhead with short hair, and Taylor, pretty skinny blonde, buy us a drink, please. That's my cuss word in the moment. (laughs) Thank you, Adrian. (laughs) I love how she throws in previous cussworthy segment items into her every segment you know sequin jeans and Mm -hmm. seltzers and Mm -hmm. she didn't say anything about pickup trucks she did in the back of his pickup oh she did she did it she did it she reads a lot so she can write yeah (laughs) i have very good recognition of things we didn't say nothing about (laughs) gel or mama so we could we could also include the girls that get up front and think they're the show (laughs) right yes like, I've seen girls up, like, their bellies are on the stage for Aaron Watson, and they're not even watching him. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck are you up here for? <laughs> well, they're up there looking all cute, trying to get the band's attention, without but realizing she... their wives are in the wings watching this shit going. <laughs> Bitch, I already But know. she wasn't, like, she, she thought, again, she thought she, people were there to see her. She wasn't even, like, he could have patted her on the head, and she would have known he was there. Another, That's how close she Another thing is, to add to hers, what I've seen is if you're going to go to a country festival, especially like a red dirt country festival, mm-hmm. there's not a fucking mosh pit. No. Don't make no. one. No. That's a different style of music. <laughs> there's plenty of those festivals going on this time, yes. too. Yes. If you're wearing your cowboy hat, no moshing. Right. Simple as that. Because you might knock some that. old fucker down like me. <laughs> And I'm going to get pissed off and shoot you. <laughs> that, that is the one festival where everybody brought their gun to. So let's be honest about it. Yeah. No, actually, they don't allow that stuff in festivals. For that reason. <laughs> so no one knocks over a J. <laughs> All right. So y'all, you guys want to listen to a uh, Dirty Rosa song and uh, come yeah, back, go Dirty straight to the interview? Yeah, Dirty Rosa's went first. Okay, so... I'll tell you intro for them Dirty Roses. This band's from Alabama, so they're not really a Texas scene, but they fit it well. They're kind of a, a Whiskey Myers style. Uh, when I when Jason Jason really liked them first, he's the one who brought them to me, and he was like, long time ago, way before long. we did an interview, like- and I was like, he usually brings me stuff, and I'm like, man, it's probably something rock, you know? And, and I'm, I'm cool <laughs> with that, but it's not right for the show. Right. But then... He played them, I think, at the Elks Lodge yeah. or somewhere. He played this song, and I was like, man, that song's pretty fucking good. fucking good. And I was like, yeah, that they that fits perfect. Because they're kind of Cody Canada style, too. Raspy voice rock. But anyways, this is the first song I ever heard by them. And it's a really, really good one. Uh, Cocaine and Whiskey by them Dirty Roses.
Well, two years ago when I was just 20 years old But let me tell you what happened to me I had a girl who I truly loved Yeah, we were happy as we could be We had a house, a picket fence We had a tire hanging from a tree Everything was just as good as gold Until I caught the bitch cheating on me So give me back my cocaine, give me back my whiskey Forget about the time when you almost missed me Give me back my t-shirt, give me back my jeans Give you back your hand when you give me back my ring So give me back my Guess it happens all the time Every time I think about that dude in my bed I start to cry But I gotta keep my chin up Keep my head held towards the sky The same way she had another man I had another girl on the side So give me back my cocaine back my whiskey forget about the time when you almost missed me give me back my t-shirt give me back my jeans give you back your hand when you give me back my ring so give me back my Yeah, we, we got to sit down with Andrew from them Dirty Roses, and we actually was going to meet up with them at Grady's, but the show got postponed, and when did you say it was again? Um, It's May yeah, 14th. May, May 14th? 14th? Yeah, because Whiskey Myers is May 13th. Yes. May 14th. May 14th at okay. Grady's at Pub Grady's. in Yukon. Yeah. So here is an interview me and Jay had with Andrew from them Dirty Roses. This is Boyce from Oklahoma Red Dirt Podcast. We are on the phone with Andrew Davis from the band Them Dirty Roses. How are you doing today? Hey, man. Not too bad. How are you guys doing over there? Oh, we're doing good. We're doing good. We're doing good. Uh, excited for this interview. Uh, we, uh, we're we newer fans yeah. of your band, so we uh, definitely wanted to bring you in. You have the sound we like, so 
And hey, I'm glad to hear that, man. Thank you. Thank you again for uh, listening and for doing what you do to do your part in supporting the whole music scene. Yeah, definitely. And uh, uh, Jason actually introduced me to your music to start, and I was... And then y'all are going to go on tour with Cody. That's like awesome. I mean, it's very similar to old rag, yeah. old ragweed stuff. So I like Absolutely. it. Absolutely. I'm really excited about that tour. That's going to be a, uh, that's going to be a fun one for sure. Yeah. And when we were talking with your management, they had kind of teased that there was some, uh, great news we'd love based on our podcast name that was coming out. And then it was just released the other day. So, you know, yeah, yeah, I think that was the, uh, that was the great news. <laughs> yeah. So that's cool though. But yeah. So, um, Anyways, so let's uh, let's get started. Um, let's uh, go over uh, what you do with the band and the other band members' names and what they do with the band. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm Andrew, as you said earlier. I play uh, guitar. Then we've got James Ford. He's the other guitar player and lead singer. Uh, ben Crane on the bass, and then Frank Ford on the drums. Cool. All right, and um, so. Um, you can kind of see your, you know, bio and everything, but tell us how the band formed. Uh, was it the first band everyone was in, or was it a collaboration of other artists coming together? Um, yeah, it was definitely. It was not. It was none of our first bands. You know, we had all we all been playing music. You know, almost just about as long as we can remember in some capacity or another. Uh, James, our lead singer, is also a drummer. He played in other bands all throughout high school. So, um, you know, we've all been playing for a while, and then uh, I'd say probably yeah, a while back anyway. Um, everything, all of our other projects just sort of simultaneously fell apart, everything that we were involved in musically. And uh, when the dust cleared from all that, you know, we all grew up together. So when the dust cleared from all that, we kind of just looked around and we were like, hey, uh, why don't we all just get together and do something? We've all been doing something, you know, separately in our own way for years and years. So uh, I think it's about time. And uh, on top of that, let's do it somewhere like Nashville. That we've got a real shot at, you know, at least if we're going to do it, that's where it's going to happen. Yeah. Know? Okay. And when did the band officially form? So officially, I'm thinking, you know, it's all a little bit blurry. But uh, I think 2014 is what I would call the official formation of it. But, um, you know, as all bands do, it was one of those things where it took a while to put all the pieces together. Um, we really started making a push and touring heavily and, um, you know, doing the album thing, the music thing, recording our own original music, transitioning to hard signatures and all that. I think we made that push in 2018. Okay, that's cool. That was sort of, yeah, yeah, that was sort of the beginning of it, you know. All right. The beginning of the That's when we all learned what a band was. Yeah, and the band, uh, Them Dirty Roses, is the original lineup still? Everyone's still here from the beginning? Uh, yeah, as far, yeah, as far as once the band got concrete and solidified off the ground, yeah, this is, this is the original lineup. And the way I discovered your band, like Jay mentioned, I've actually introduced you to your band to a lot of my circle of friends and everyone. You know, we actually have got tickets, a bunch of us, to come out and see the show at Grady's. Yeah, so that's going to be an awesome show. But Cocaine and Whiskey was the first song that I heard. Of course, it's like 
your biggest, you know, one of your big hits. Um, has like over 20 million listens on Spotify. Was that expect? Yeah. Was, was that expected, or did that come by surprise? No, that was a complete surprise to all of us. Honestly, um, we didn't even we, we we had no marketing on that song. We had no campaign that we put out for it. We it just sort of over time, it, it you know it was performing a little better than the others. And then, like I said, about 2018, 2019, when we really ramped this up and decided to. Uh, you know, like, we're going to make a go at this and do it the right way, then it just sort of started taking off, and we were like, hey, I think uh, I think we can be on to something here. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what sort of ghost in the, the wire there is happening here, but this song is really getting somewhere, and it just kept going, and it just kept surprising us. Like, it blew us away. Yeah, and what's cool about that song is you go into a bar and you have the the visual jukeboxes on the on the walls, like your entire album, like discography, is on those jukeboxes. And you know, a lot of the Red Dirt, you know, local artists don't have that, but Dirty Roses is all yeah. over those jukeboxes. Yeah, yeah, we did. But that was on purpose. Uh, I would say that <laughs> we did what we can to spread this as far and wide as possible. Um, to get everything out there, just cause you know, what else do you do it for if not to have people listen to music? Right, and you, your all sound is definitely a distinct sound. It's, it's, it fits. I mean, I, I, in Oklahoma, we call it red dirt music. It fits that scene uh, very well. Uh, Texas, Oklahoma, like I said, it, it's really a to me, anyways. It's a heavy influence on like old ragweed stuff. And and I really like that stuff. Uh, who who is your uh, who is the band's uh, uh, biggest influences in music? Well, you know, I think the answer to that question would change depending on who you ask. Honestly, um, collectively, I really I can't say definitively, but for me personally, you know, um, what I bring to the table. Some of my favorite artists are. Uh, people like Guns N' Roses, you know, I love the Harder Edge, um, Ozzy, Motley Crue, you know, the whole, like, I was really dug into the whole 80s thing, and then to do a complete 180, another one of my bigger influences was that first Third Eye Blind record, that one oh, yeah. always stuck to me, and then, you know, uh, as everybody does, I kind of went backwards, I started with the 80s hair metal and everything, and then as I grew up and got older, I started reaching back into the Skinner and the Almond Brothers and the Zeppelin and, uh, you know, then from then on, those are the things that they influence, like the Black Crows and um, artists like that. And so everything that you could imagine <laughs> from that rainbow is sort of a big influence on me. Uh, as far as other people goes, I know Frank is a huge Zeppelin fan, a drummer. Um, and, you know, Frank and James both have kind of an affinity for the older, like, Motown and soul stuff, hmm. uh, as well as stuff like the Allman Brothers. I know that their dad is a huge part of their uh, musical literacy, if you will. And uh, he was always, you know, during the summertime out on the boat or on the lake or wherever, he was always one of those that was like, hey, okay, hold on, we're going to put on this album, now let's listen. He's like, you know, we're not going to listen to the single off of this album. We're going to listen to the whole album because that's how you're supposed to listen to stuff like that. 
Yeah. Uh, so we really come from a very diverse sort of background, you know. Of course, ragweed is always, uh, for somebody in our era, you, you can't have an influence list without mentioning them. <laughs> because that's, they, they were on the radio nonstop as we were growing up, you know, when we were in those formative years. So there's really a lot that uh, we're influenced by, and it's kind of hard to distill it into just a list, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh I got one more here. Uh, who, all, what all bands have you shared the stage with? Sharing the stage in general, as far as like festivals go, uh, man, that, that's a list. Oh, uh, wow. I know back in the day, starting up, we hit a couple of bigger country festivals. So we've got people like Miranda Lambert and like I think Florida Georgia Line one year. Don't quote me on all these. I can't quite remember the headliners. Uh, but it's in more recent history, some of the people that uh, we've got to be really good friends with that we like a lot are the Steel Woods, are some people that we love being on the road with them. They're brothers to us. Uh, we love all the guys out in Phil Wetzel's camp. Um, we played with him a couple times, and that's always a blast. Uh, you know, let's see. There's, I could see y'all playing with, like, Whiskey Myers or somebody like that, too. Yeah, the Whiskey Myers guys. I, I can't believe I didn't mention them. We've We've been at a couple festivals with them, and they're great. We love those. And then uh, we've been on the road with Whitey Morgan before. And oh, that's cool. His whole crew, yeah, his whole crew is a blast. They're good people. So there's really uh, – oh, and uh, we did, uh, I think, a one-off festival with Aaron Lewis and ended up that he was super cool, dude. We hung out with him at the bus afterwards. Uh, I could see the, that East Coast stuff, too, like Sturgill or, or – uh... Or maybe uh, yeah. Jason Isabel or, or B.J. Barham. Yeah, we've never done anything with those guys. Um, but, you know, definitely, yeah, that's something we're always open to. It. Well, that's cool. So let's let's kind of talk about the the tours. You guys have released a huge tour list. I mean, are you are yeah. you now? Is this is this average what you're used to or is this tour that you're about to start or currently doing is this something bigger than what you've done um as far as what we've done ever this is probably this is going to be a pretty extensive tour i know we toured europe in 2019 and we did something like uh 44 shows in 50 days or some something kind of crazy like that um, but as far as stateside, uh, this will probably be the most, one of the bigger undertakings that we've done over here. You know, we're, we're responsible for putting everything together. We don't have <laughs> the, the van, the back line, the hotels, the catering, everything like that already set up. That's going to be on our camps to do it this time. So as far as the, the undertaking, I think this will be one of the larger ones. Yeah, that's cool. That's a, that's a big undertaking too. Yeah, I was just saying this is what we live for. Yeah, you guys are actually going to be in Oklahoma twice in the next two months. This month and next month. So that's going to be. Yeah. Uh, we are nothing if not fond of Oklahoma. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so we uh, definitely definitely looking forward. We're like I said, we're going to be there in March. Uh, actually, gave my girlfriend her tickets yesterday to y'all show for March for her birthday. So it's actually. Uh, a big birthday celebration we're doing in March for her, uh, for y'all's show. Cool. Make, sure to, make sure to say hey, and we'll grab a drink with you guys, and we'll hang out for sure, and uh, 
maybe we'll have a conversation with the whole group. That's hell that's yeah, cool. that'd be awesome. Let's. This is always a fun part of the of the podcast interview when we interview a band. We always ask them within reason. Can you tell us something funny that's happened on the road that you can tell on the air that won't get you into trouble? <laughs> well, um, off the top of my head, I can't really. Uh, I can't come up with anything that is surely to be. Uh, able to be said on the air. But, uh, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what, we'll, we'll take a rain check on this one, and okay. I'll, I'll, I'll put together a story for you, and uh, we'll, do, we'll, do this, we'll do this next time. Yes, yes. So, that's... <laughs> All right. Um, so, are there any collaborations in the works or any bands you want that your band wants to work with in the future? Uh, I mean... We, we want to meet everybody. You know, we want to go far and wide, and everybody all the, going all into the rock world as far as people like Black Top Mojo and Dirty Honey. Um, you know, we, we love those guys, uh, so that would be a great thing to work with. And, of course, you know, we'd always like to... Uh, it's always a good time we get together with our, with our boys in the steel woods, so those are some great people to work with. Uh, I recently... Got to sit down and talk with uh, Giovanni from Giovanni and the Hired Guns, and we had a blast hanging out together. And I think that, that would be a really fun tour to, to you know, that would, that would be something fun to do. So, any possibilities? You know, we we have to go back, back and forth in between the rock and roll world and the uh, red dirt and the country world as well. So, yeah, definitely. We can do it all. Uh, so what? I got one one question here. What's? I mean, I know y'all are getting ready for a big tour. Are are you actually on the tour right now, or are y'all just fixing to start? No, we're not on the we're not on the tour yet. We've got okay. a couple of uh, we got a couple of one off dates this coming up weekend um, that kind of roll through the end of February. Um, you know, just sort of get us back in the swing of it because we took some time off on the road, December, January, and then first half of February, really, to uh, finish up some stuff that we've been working on, kind of just tighten everything up, because we had been hitting it hard last year, so it was nice to obviously get the holidays off, and then take January to sort of have a breather, um, square yeah. away, things in our own personal lives, and of course, I think that go hunting a good couple of times, <laughs> yeah. half the band is pretty yeah. avid into that, so it's always good to be able to do the things that you know, what a, that make it fun, and then also to just recharge and to have that desire to hit the road again. Yeah, and that kind of led to my next question, which is what's next for the Dirty Roses? Well, so, uh, you know, like I said, the end of February, we've got six or seven dates coming up. That's like, a, I guess, an end of winter, or if you will. Yeah. Um, and then we've got some stuff lined up in March that is going to sort of be like a warm-up run for the April 4 with Cody. And then from here on out, we've got some we've got some good festivals that uh, some of them have been announced, some of them haven't for the summer and, you know, late, early fall kind of area. Um, and I'm, I'm willing to bet that we're going to try and squeeze another tour in the middle of summer somewhere. Um, who with is yet to be seen. Yeah. But it's going to be fun, no matter who it is. So that's uh, we're looking forward to that. We've got some new music that is going to be, you know, pretty much just a continuation of what we started last year, dropping, 
you know, kind of just relentlessly dropping tracks and doing that. And we're, like I said, we took the break, but we're going to get back on that train and have new music ready for you guys. Uh, so, I mean, this is going to be a busy year all around. I hear you. Uh, maybe you can uh, tell our listeners uh, where they can go to purchase your music and merch and stuff like that. Absolutely. So, uh, music is really anywhere that you listen to music. Uh, if you prefer Spotify, Apple Music, I think it's on Tidal, uh, any of the streaming services that you can conjure up, I'm sure that we'll be there. Uh, as far as merchandise, then DirtyRoses.com the best place to do it. We've had some uh, <laughs> counterfeit merchandise pop up lately in some of our fan pages and stuff. It's always fun to watch that happen. Like, really? I guess it kind of makes you feel good. I mean... On one hand, it sucks to have some counterfeit merchandise, but then on the other hand, it's like, hey. Hey, it's worth something. <laughs> yeah, well, hey, we're getting to the point where people want to counterfeit our merchandise. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's always the best place to get it's either at the merch table or the show or dirtyroses.com. You can keep up with all things uh, TDR on our Instagram page, just at dirtyroses. Uh, you know, obviously, Facebook. Um we, can't, we, we were able to kind of post a little bit more of the us side on Instagram as far as, you know, stories and things like that go that uh, might be a little more That's okay cool. in the permanent world of Facebook. But, yes, I mean, just follow us on all the platforms and you're sure to uh, catch a laugh and stay up to date with what's going on. Yes, and one of the coolest things on your on your merch uh, on your merch page is your you have some vinyls available, and you actually have an autographed vinyl that you sell to fans. Um, so that's yeah. you know it's kind of cool seeing. Yeah. I love when bands get the vinyls out for sale because it's a whole new yeah. re reburst of it's coming back. Yeah. Yes, absolutely, and that one is really that was an interesting thing that we did. Uh, I think we recorded that one. We we did it live at a show back in June of 2020. Um, You know, just smack dab in the middle of lockdowns. We, uh, one of our, not a hometown venue, but, you know, close enough to our hometown where it felt like home, uh, up in Huntsville, we had, uh, you know, everybody just inside and got on their tables and everything. But we did a two-night event up there. We did it acoustic because we figured kind of hard to have a rock and roll show if everybody's sitting down at chairs and everybody was still a little wary of what was going on. So we did an acoustic show and we recorded it and then we ended up liking the way it sounded. So we sent it off to, you know, be mixed and mastered for vinyl. And then one an idea turned into putting out a vinyl of that uh, show, the first one back, you know, after the lockdown. Yeah. That's cool. Yep, so you can definitely be on the lookout though for uh, some of our new music to hit vinyl as well. No uh, no hard release date yet, but you know, it's definitely, it's gonna happen. So we're we'll uh, we'll keep our eye out. Absolutely. We'll and we'll announce it for sure. Yeah, and we will we will definitely see you at that show in March. Uh, I got your information. I'll reach out before then. Be- Send it to you. Yeah. Uh, once it gets closer and closer to that show we'll reach out where we can connect at the show. Uh, before or after, and uh, and and talk and hang out a little bit. Yeah, absolutely, man. That's uh, again, that's, you know, we, we love meeting people, and that's that's kind of what we're in it for. We're all social people, so uh, 
Good going to work with me. All right, so this has been the Boys from Oklahoma Red Dirt Podcast. We've been on the phone with Andrew Davis, a guitarist for Them Dirty Roses. Andrew, thank you so much uh, for taking time out of your schedule to sit down and talk with us. Um, we really enjoyed it. Yes, thank you, Andrew. Yeah, absolutely, man. It's been a good time talking to both of you guys, and uh, let's do this again sometime. Yes, we, we're looking forward to that show in March, and uh, we will see you then, and we'll be in touch. Yes. All right, well, that sounds great, guys. We'll see you then. All right, thank you, Andrew. All right, bye. Okay, that was Andrew with from Them Dirty Roses. Anyways, that was a good interview. We sat down a couple of weeks ago with him, and... For my closing, I just want to say, if you have not watched the video by William Clark Green, Baker Hotel, Mm -hmm. it's a great video. It's a kind of like a storyline video. If you've watched Ringling Road, the video Ringling Road, he actually leads into the video with him dressed up with a monkey on his (laughs) shoulder and all that. Uh, Anyways, it's good. It's kind of like a Michael Jackson video, like Thriller or something like that. But anyways... That's what I got to close. See, I want to I want to point out that Jay, Adrian, Jason, all you guys talk shit about me about fanboying with with William Clark Green. I've been a fanboy of his for ten years now, mm-hmm. and he has yet to release a bad album. No, he, that's he has, true. That's he has true. very few bad songs. If he has any bad, yeah, songs. he has maybe a few bad. Like you can tell they're like filler songs, right? But- I mean, yeah, he's right. quality as, as he's about as good as they get, and it's not just from the fanboy side. He's a really damn good artist. No, he is. He he really is. And he's as humble as they fucking come. Boy. And that's what I like about this video. You can definitely tell his artistic side in this video, right? Because you know he he had a part in writing the whole thing and everything. Have you seen it? Have you I seen haven't. It? I haven't got to sit down and watch the watch video. Watch the yet. video. Uh, I will do this for him. Uh, this is a, a side note for the William Clark Green Band. Mm-hmm. I know I've talked about Josh before. Josh Serrato, his guitar player, was originally the guitar player for Six Market Boulevard, which, again, is, was another pho- yeah. phenomenal situation. But uh, I've been following him, Josh, uh, for a little bit. I know I didn't have anything, but now i got a story all of a sudden. But he's actually been working on other things himself. He's, he, I think he has a uh, his own recording studio, and he's been recording some other things. Like he's oh, doing yeah. vocals, he's doing bass, he's doing drums. He's also already a phenomenal guitar player, but uh, he's, uh, he's still doing things with the William Clark Green Band, but I think he's wanting to branch out a little bit as well. So kind of the song Baker Hotel, I kind of, told my wife after i listened to it i bet you that so they're redoing the baker hotel right now it's in mineral wells Wells, texas Mm -hmm. which is out west of uh fort worth area and i I said i bet you he had like a friend or something in college that made an investment in this old hotel perfect timing for him to release a song about it because it's about basically the top floor or a certain 14th floor floor being haunted Mm mm-hmm that's kind of what it's about. By William Clark Green. Yeah. By him. By William Clark Green. Mm. Oh, it's good though. I'm going to watch it. Wait. Hold on. That's perfect lead into Biker Hotel. <laughs> oh, it fixed it. Mm-hmm. We had an issue with the clock. We didn't. He didn't. I'm fixing to have an issue with it if it don't shut up. I over, <laughs> I overwound it. Oh. And, okay, so we're going to tell the story. I know, well, go back to what you were saying, and I have a funny story about okay. the clock. Well, uh, anyways, the uh, Baker Hotel is about this. It's about the this hotel being haunted. 
by William Clark Green. <laughs> it, it's pretty good. Just watch the video. I've got to pull it up and watch it after this. It's good. It's good. So every now and then, my grandfather clock makes a cameo in our background. And I thought this was a funny story since it chimed. So you remember the movie Signs where... The, yes, I love that movie. The, the gr- Gibson. Yeah, the brother, uh, the, the baseball player. Yeah. Before his, his sister died, she said, hey, swing low. Oh swing yeah, swing yeah, low. Yeah, and he never knew what she what he, what she meant by that. And at the end of the movie, he swung low and knocked yeah. the water. Well, before my grandma died, she told me, Jason, make sure we rewind the clock backwards. I'm like, what does that mean? Uh-huh. She said, rewind it backwards. I'm like, okay. Well, all this time I've been rewinding it forward to uh-huh. set, the, set the time. It overwinds it, and it got stuck ringing one time, no matter what time it was at the hour. Oh. So I did research, and it said, wind backwards. So I wound it like 20 <laughs> times backwards, and that's the first time it's actually <laughs> oh, it worked, right? <laughs> it worked right. But yeah, she, yeah, funny story, but yeah. That's good. That's funny. Anyways. All right, so um, next this weekend coming up, we're going to be recording a show at the hotel there at the award show. Yeah. So, and we, Can we release it like that night, maybe? Yeah. We can release it that night, maybe. We'll see what we can do. We might be a little inebriated, but we'll do it. Yeah. We might even talk to Kyle since he's going to school for it about setting us up on maybe a live feed or a live stream on YouTube or something. We, we, could, we, could, we could possibly do that. Do we have a camera? I do. We I'm have, here. We have, we have phones. We can do that, yeah. be fun to have a live feed. We'll try. Maybe our first, first time. All right. Cool since Adrian won't be there, to be honest. We'll be at we'll be at uh, we'll be at some cheap motel since I'm getting it. Ridge Rider Ripping is <laughs> providing that. <laughs> and me, ooh, you get to be, you get to hear Kyle's amazing snoring. He got. Oh my gosh! I've got snoring. In fact, I've got a Kyle CPAP. might be getting a room of his own. <laughs> I've got a CPAP machine. I'm good. I'm bringing yeah, it. Yeah, if he doesn't have a damn thing on, I cannot sleep on my. Do you have two? Can you get? Do you have two holders for the CPAP? I've actually got deals? an extra CPAP machine yeah, somewhere. Let him to use it. <laughs> but his snoring is so like a bear. He have that CPAP one. No. Like a grizzly bear. Hey, I'm bringing my machine. Right. I'm good. You don't want to Kyle, you might want to go get that checked out next time you go to the doctor, guy. <laughs> Anyways. All right. So, and we'll also. Uh, Thanks again to our sponsor, Reddit Relief really Fund. We'll play our PSA at the end of the show. Just stay tuned and listen to it. It has a cool story from a guy. Uh, it tells a story about his kid, all that good stuff. So, you guys got anything? Uh, we're going to try to get, get Katie on. You're going to try to talk to yes, Katie and yes, get her on again I will reach the out Gypsy to, Cafe. I will reach out to Katie, and um, she will definitely come on. I have no doubt in my mind she'll come yeah. on and talk to us about it. So, um, we'll reach out maybe next week. We'll see if we can get her on. Sounds okay. good. Sounds but good. Uh, hopefully we can get some interviews this weekend and uh, put that on the show next week, too. So We'll we'll probably spread those out between some shows because yeah. we're going to get more than one. I'm hoping so. You. Yep. All right. Well, if you guys don't have anything else, you've been listening to the Boys from Oklahoma Red Dirt. Red, yeah, I can't freaking talk. Let me Boys start over. Boys from Oklahoma Red Dirt Podcast. <laughs> Thank you, Adrian. <laughs> you've been listening to the Boys from Oklahoma Red Dirt Podcast. This is Jason Barler. I'm JJ Vance. And I'm Kyle Perry. Keep spread the dirt.
I started in band in school and I was about 14 when I started playing guitar and uh, started playing out live when I was about 16. I'd come in, uh, Jimmy Markham had invited me in, and, uh, Steve Pryor, Tom Skinner, all of them were really welcoming to me. I don't know, I was just always drawn to it. It was just a natural thing for me. There wasn't really another option. My name's Dustin Pitsley. I'm Amber Pitsley, Dustin's wife. Well, Sawyer was born with his cerebellum on the right and his brain is a little bit smaller. Doesn't have like a posterior pituitary, so he has like some issues with um, secreting hormones and different things like that. There's no uh, set condition that we know of, so we've been just kind of treating um, each thing as it comes. We had some friends that threw a benefit for Sawyer last summer, and um, Katie reached out to me and asked if I thought that we could benefit from the Red Dirt Relief Fund helping us out. I, I said absolutely, because we have a lot of out-of-state medical expenses and things that we're doing to the house to modify that would be beneficial. Um, I know Katie also volunteered and helped at the benefit and just really meant a lot, a uh, lot to us and uh, for them to reach out for us. I was. I didn't expect it at all, so it was um, very, very much appreciated. I mean, it, it confirms what I already knew about all the people involved, but yeah, it was a massive help and would always be thankful for it. Music is part of every important thing that happens in our lives. When we celebrate, when we mourn, when we worship, you know, music is there. And for musicians, we kind of take it for granted that they just pick up a guitar or sit down at a piano and it's easy. It's not, it's a lot of work. And oftentimes they're self-employed or you know, they, maybe they're fortunate enough to have a partner who can carry insurance, but lots of times they don't. So if a crisis happens or a really serious illness strikes their, their life, they can't work, and so they can't make music for our community, and that's where Red Dirt Relief Fund steps in. I've been on the other side a lot, playing for a lot of benefits, but it's kind of weird being on the other side, but it, yeah, it gives you a different perspective on it and what it really means. Yeah, it was, it was kind of difficult in a way to, to be okay with that, because, you know, yeah. you... Like he said, you're used to being on the other side and, and helping out with things like that. But um, so you have to kind of make yourself sit back and just, you know, let people help you sometimes. So it was um, it was just wonderful. And I was just amazed at how many people came out and um, showed support. So I, I guess in the looking back, it doesn't surprise me knowing Tulsa and knowing all the musicians and everything. But when it's for you, it's just like... Wow, it's just overwhelming.